Hey friends, I've had the request to talk about what I'm going to talk about today multiple times in the last week or so. And so I figured I'd just rip off the bandage and share what I can, even though it's not a perfect science. So a lot of people have been watching my YouTube videos of my classes and asking me about my point system and the points I use with my classes. So over the last few years, I've been inspired by Bryce Hedstrom's um, preferred activity time, PAT, points um, and also Annabelle Williamson's um, points that she has talked about. So please don't think that this is my idea, but this is just kind of what both of those ideas have kind of morphed into over the years. So basically what happens is on the side of my classroom whiteboard, I have a spot for each of my classes. So I'll just write 5A, 5B, 6A, 6B, so on and so forth. And then there's two different ways, really. Well, really, the students can earn points in any way I feel is warranted. So oftentimes I will do a countdown when the students are loud and I want to get their attention back. So I'll go in the target language, five, four, three, shh, two, shh, one, shh, zero. Um, and as soon as they're quiet, whatever number I'm on, that's how many points they get. So anytime I have to do that in class, they get points for that. And the faster they get quiet, the more points they get, win-win. Um, the second way that they can really earn points that I give them out a lot for is for speaking Spanish. So I don't ever want to pressure my students to output in Spanish um, when they're not ready to. However, I do want to reward the students and reward the whole class for some students taking a risk to use the target language even when they're not sure it might be right, because I really want to get them out of their heads. You know, I recently did a professional development for a department um, that teaches 5th through 12th graders different languages, and one of the biggest goals they had for their students was for their students to just speak in the target language without worrying about it being perfect so much. I mean, personally, I remember when I was living abroad in Costa Rica, I would feel like sometimes when I'm speaking, I'm digging through a filing cabinet in my head to find the perfect verb tense and the perfect conjugation and the perfect words to use, and it paralyzed me. So this is one way I get my students speaking because I never, I never say anything if they're, if they're not exactly right, um, if their verbs don't match, as, and then I just clarify. Sometimes when they're speaking in the target language, I'll just like, recycle the language back to them correctly just to like clarify like yes this is what you meant um and it it works great so oftentimes if students speak spanish unprompted i'll just add like five five points if they speak a whole bunch i'll add 10 points um if they try and give me a phrase or so i'll add three points um if someone does something like really nice for someone else um like let's say someone's pencil pouch dumps all over the floor and another student like gets up and starts picking it up for them, I'll add points. So basically it's my way of positively reinforcing the behaviors that I wanna see. Um, if I give a direction and all the students follow it immediately, I'll give them extra points. And they just kind of like get added up throughout the whole month. And at the end of the month, because I wanna be able to give them a bunch of points, right? I don't want to be like, ooh, one point for speaking Spanish. That doesn't feel as exciting as being like, diez puntos, like 10 points. And they're like, whoa. Like one day we did um, the word card sentence activity that I made an episode about just before this one. And all the students did a phenomenal job working together. They all at least came up with seven or more sentences. And they worked really hard. And they used their own ideas. And I was like, 30 puntos, 30 extra points. Like... 
I want to be able to give them these big numbers, right? And so I remember the way that Bryce kind of, when I learned about it, I'm not sure if he has changed how he speaks about this now, but when he learned about it, he basically said, you know, oh, each point is a minute, and at the end of the week, you know, they use these for a preferred activity. Um, and then Annabelle Williamson, when I le- heard about it from her, she she loves, like, the arbitrary, random, huge, giant numbers of points, right? Um, and she would say something like, oh, when a class reaches, like, a thousand points, they get a, a fiesta or something like that. Um, and I feel like I fall somewhere in the middle of that. So me personally, I need I need it to be more structured because that's just who I am. And so basically what I've said to students is that the last day of every month is their activity time day. And so all their points are accumulating all month long. And I usually make it on a Friday. So even if it's not exactly the last day of the month, I'll push it to like the closest Friday. And every 10 points is one minute of activity time. And this works out pretty well because then I can give huge numbers of points. Like one of my classes right now, one of my eighth grade classes, has over 200 points already. So that's 20 minutes of activity time. My goal, to be quite honest, my goal is to get them all as close to 450 points as possible because then that would mean the whole class is used for the activities that they're going to pick from from a list that I offer them. Um, and haha. These activities are tricking them into doing more things with Spanish. <laughs> the evil plot thickens. But, number one, they get to be like, yeah, we earned a whole class period full of minutes of activity time. And also, I get a break from lesson planning and from doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Although some of the activities do require me to do a little bit more um, heavy lifting. So basically... I give the positive points for anything I want to see in class, and this is part of my classroom management technique as well, um, because I feel like just really focusing on reinforcing the positive, staying consistent, like when kids talk by counting down, um, it really encourages them to do the things that you want to see, and they don't feel shame or guilt um, for being kids or for making a poor choice here and there. So that's kind of how I organize it. Now to talk about my activities. I don't know where my list of activities is because the last time I did this was the year before COVID and that was so long ago that I have forgotten. But I do remember there were things on that list like um, playing Quizlet Live or GimKit, um, watching Senior Wooly videos, going on Senior Wooly on their own, um, making a class story. So where... Like, literally, I would do, like, we would just randomly do, like, kind of a story asking with just any kind of topics and ideas they want. Um, Making a one-word image was one of the options. Playing write-draw-pass. If you don't know what that is, go to the Comprehensible Classroom website, Martina Bex's website, and look up write-draw-pass. She has a free a free downloadable template to play it and basically it's super fun the students like write a sentence in Spanish and then they pass it to the next person and they're supposed to draw it and then they cover up the original sentence and then they pass the drawing to the next person and that person tries to guess what the sentence is and eventually by the end it's like a written and drawn version of telephone it doesn't match so the students are really pretty entertained by that um let's see what else 
Um, sometimes we, if you know the word chunk team game, um, that was from Tina Hargadon and um, Ben Slavic. That was in A Natural Poach to the Year, I believe. That's a game you could play. I still don't fully understand it, so I don't often do that one. Um, sometimes we'll do um, Rip Bingo also a Martina Beck's activity. Um, so anyway, any kind of game that has them interacting in the target language, even if it's not great input, I still want it to be focused on on Spanish somehow, even if it's just, you know, playing a game. Um, and I feel like there's always ways you can angle these activities to make it more input focused, right? But whatever you're comfortable with, whatever your students are comfortable with. Oh, Matt the Moscas, the fly swatter game um, is one that students are really are really into. Um, so there's a whole bunch of different options. Anything that you feel comfortable with, you don't have to give them all the options, right? You could just say, oh, here's here's you know five choices and you're gonna vote on them. Or you could split the game time into multiple sections. So often if they have 45 minutes of game time, they don't usually want to do something for the whole 45 minutes. So I'll say, okay, let's pick two activities that we're gonna do. Um, I also do have a movie as an option, like move, watching a Disney movie. Um, in, we put, I put actually, I've gone back and forth over the years about how I show movies in my class. Because when they listen to the audio in Spanish, it's hard for them to understand because they're speaking fast. But if, they, if I put on the Spanish subtitles, oftentimes the Spanish subtitles don't match the audio and that gets confusing. And then they're still not understanding what's happening. So then I put the English subtitles on, but then they're really just like reading in English. So I actually came around to, and I haven't had a chance to do this because I changed it right before COVID hit. Um, where I play the movie in English but put the Spanish subtitles on so then they're kind of like reading and maybe catching on some of the words that they recognize. Um, but really, I mean, this day is about fun for the students and a break for me as a teacher. Um, sometimes we'll, I'll let them go outside and we'll do free choice reading like outdoors that day. That's a choice always. Um, if a student, if the class does not earn a full like class period of points, like let's say they earn 300 points, so they have 30 minutes, so then I have 15 minutes still to fill. I still do our normal class routine as much as I can. So we will come in, I'll state my goal and objective for the day, I'll do free choice reading, and then maybe I'll do a quick calendar talk check-in, and then we'll go into their activity time. So I do kind of run a normal class period, um, but then the rest of the class is used for, for that activity time. So I hope that this is helpful. I hope that it can help motivate some of your students to maybe try to speak a little bit more in the target language. Again, I do not outlaw English. I don't believe in that because students need to express themselves. And even if they're comprehending the input and reacting to it in their first language, that's okay while they're still acquiring. Um, I always tell my students, and you might have seen this in some of the classes, you know, my first choice is Spanish, my second choice is Spanglish, and my, my third choice is English, but all three are acceptable in my classroom. Um, um, and so I hope it gives your students maybe some more, more reason to make the good choices and continue to participate in the target language.